Hello, this is Hot FM Q106.5, the hot 7 to 7, number 2. It is Nana Cherry's Kisses on the Wind or on the Ear. There we go. Madonna, Motley Crue, and of course, that incredible Aerosmith song is on the way. And bad English as well with a new cut, When I See You Smile. Guess what? It's episode 9 of Brad's Cactus Shack. This stupid podcast is lasting much longer than I expected. Or, I don't know if that's true. I've got a lot of shit here in my hard drive to get rid of. And that's what today's episode is going to be again. Just like a few of the previous episodes, I'm going to go through some audio on my hard drive, play it for you guys, and then delete it. I just finished up Hobosode 75 and uploaded it to the Patreon. And it's almost 1 in the morning, but why not? Let's do another Brad's Cactus Shack. What else am I going to do tonight? Sleep? Before we get started on that, though, I want to tell you an old man story that happened to me earlier today. Some stupid old man story. I went to the laundromat tonight to do my laundry because I'm one of those people. I don't have a washer and dryer in my house. I have to live like a hobo and drag all my shit out to the laundromat every week or two. And tonight was one of those nights. I didn't have anything else to do, so I took my laundry to the laundromat. Oh, first of all, let me tell you the name of the laundromat that I go to. It's called Queen and Hill Laundromat 2, as in the second one, because they have another location. They have two locations in Albany. The first one is on Queen and Hill, and it's called Queen and Hill Laundromat. Makes sense, right? But the second one, it's located on Pacific Boulevard, like the main highway through town. But I guess they couldn't think of a good name for it, because the sign above the laundromat says Queen and Hill Laundromat 2, and it's spelled T-O-O. And that's just hilarious, isn't it? I mean, what the hell? Were they drunk when they thought of the second name for the other laundromat? Or are they just incredibly clever people? I don't know. But I go in there tonight. I drive up to the laundromat. And I have two big hampers full of stuff. And I bring one of them inside with a bunch of rugs also. I'm going to get a bunch of shit done tonight. And I plop it down in front of one of the washing machines. There's nobody else in there. It's just me. But I do notice that the door to the office, like way on the other side of the... Like way in the back, it's open. And it's never open, because I usually don't go there this late at night. Usually there's nobody there, though. But I go straight to the change machine. I always get my change first, my quarters, because it always sucks when you get your laundry all loaded up in there, and then the coin machine's broken, and you're just totally fucked. That's happened to me at several different laundromats around Albany. So I walk over to the coin machine, I put a $10 bill in, and it spits out all my quarters. And then I put a $5 bill in, spits out all my quarters. And I shove it all in my pockets and I start walking over toward the the washing machine. Not even going out the door yet to get my other thing. Just walking over toward the washing machine. And there's this guy behind me, this old man. He's like, sir, excuse me, sir. And I turn around like, yeah. He's like, that that coin machine, it's it's only for patrons of the laundromat. I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And he he like walks over to the, the coin machine. I walk over there with him. I don't know where this is going. And he points to the sign on the coin machine and reads it to me. You know, the whatever disclaimer thing that says only people that are getting their laundry done here today can use this machine. No one else is allowed to use it. I'm like, okay, well, that's great because I'm doing my laundry here today. Why are you telling me this? And I wasn't mean about it. You know, I was just like, what, what, what's going on here? Am I in trouble? What did I do wrong? And he doesn't apologize. He's just like, well, you know, a lot of people come in here and they, they just get quarters out and then they just leave. 
And he's like rambling to me, and I'm like in my head, I'm thinking. Old man story mode activated. And I said something like, "Well, you know, I'm 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 here to do laundry. You know, see, see, look over there. There's my sh- there's my shit. What the fuck's your problem? You suffering from dementia or something? No, I didn't say that. But that was the end of our interaction. He walked back toward the back of the laundromat. Went back into his office and, and yeah, I guess just waited for someone else to use the quarter machine so he could yell at them. But holy fucking shit. And I was like sitting there like during the entire cycle of all my laundry shit. I had my laptop in there. I was editing uh, tonight's hobo sode all one hour and 45 minutes of it, which I edited down to like, what was it? 20 minutes, 25 minutes, maybe 30. I think it was 30 actually. Holy shit. That was a lot of stuff I threw away on tonight's hobo sode. But, you know, like an hour into the whole thing, into my laundry stuff, I'm sitting there doing my editing and he walks out to leave for the night and I look up and I stare at him as he walks right past me. I'm expecting like an apology or something, but he doesn't say a word to me. He just walks right past me, leaves. He did glance at me. Makes me want to vandalize the washing machines in there or maybe just throw another $40 into the change machine and steal all of his money, all of his quarters, all of his precious quarters. I think that's what I'm going to do from now on when I go to that laundromat. I'm going to bring like $100 with me and, and $10 bills or $20 bills or whatever it takes. Or maybe just like $500 every time I go to the laundromat and just clean out that fucking machine. Steal all of his quarters. That'll show him. Yeah, that's my old man story for tonight. And I have this other old man story from like two weeks ago. Maybe a month ago. I don't remember. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. You know, it's Brad's Cactus Shack. I can tell you guys anything I want. Old man story mode activated. But another stupid old man story. And this old man looks very similar to the old man I saw tonight. Please don't make any jokes about me being an old man. Okay, this is serious. These are serious stories. But I I really got into this whole uh, echo thing lately. And uh, the, the whole thing where it can control your lights. You know, you get those hue light bulbs. And I spent like $150 on Hue light bulbs so I can control my lights. So I can say, Alexa, I can't say it really loud or it's going to fuck with my lights. But, you know, I say, hey, turn off my porch light, turn on my living room lights, whatever. My house is filled with those bulbs now. I fucking love it. It's the most amazing thing ever. If you don't have one of those voice computer things, either a Google or an Amazon one, you need to get one immediately. Because the coolest thing in the world is just being able to yell out whatever music you want to hear. And it just plays it for you. That's just the greatest thing ever. But then the second greatest thing is being able to tell it to turn the lights on and off or turn the lights down to 50%. Or actually what I can do up here in the situation room is I say, Alexa, turn the lights to G... Ah, fuck. I just set it off. Gotta wait for it to go off. Okay, it's off. I say, set the lights to GTA. And I've got this preset for GTA mode where it turns everything down to 25% so I can play GTA... It's not too bright up here. Everybody get yourself an Alexa. But anyway, I bought the light bulbs. I mean, I took the light bulbs out of the electronics section at Walmart. I'm at Walmart. Did I mention that part yet? Yeah, I got a pack of Hue bulbs for 50 bucks at Walmart. And then I had other shopping to do. So I'm, I'm like taking my shopping cart around the store. I got a bunch of groceries and shit. Probably got like 100 bucks worth of groceries plus those Hue bulbs. And I usually pay for electronic stuff back in electronics because, you know, they got to demagnetize the tags or whatever so the alarms don't go off as I walk out. But it was really busy there, so I just took them out of electronics and, you know, paid for them in the self-checkout. I always do self-checkout now. I I hate dealing with people anymore because self-checkout has spoiled me. And that was a big pain in the ass. Self-checkout wouldn't let me check out the bulbs myself. They had to call somebody over. The lady had to approve it and everything. 
In fact, it wouldn't even let me bring it up on the self-checkout thing. She had to take it over to her register, which was there in the self-checkout section, and she rang it up. But what she didn't do is she didn't deactivate the alarm tags. So guess what happens when I try to walk out the door? The alarm starts going off. I always just completely ignore the alarm. Half the time, nobody says anything. But tonight, the old man at the door, he's like, sir, sir, excuse me, sir. And I'm like, what? As I keep walking, I'm just like, keep walking and walking. He's following me. And it's pouring down rain outside at the time. And you guys are going to think I'm the shittiest person ever. But I put my hoodie up and walked right out into the rain, like out on the sidewalk. As he's saying, sir, can you can you please stop? I need to check your receipt or whatever. I'm like, okay, let me stop here just a minute. I'm getting ready to stop. Here I go. Here I'm stopping. And I stopped right in the rain and I stood there in the pouring down rain. And I made this old man follow me out into the rain. He didn't have a hoodie to protect himself. But this is like my pet peeve. You know, when they stopped me going out of the store, I just blew a bunch of money on stupid hue lights and, and they're treating me like a criminal or something. Like I just shoplifted a bunch of shit. So we stand there together in the rain. <laughs> he doesn't look very happy with me. This isn't the first time me and this old man have done this either. It's just this is the first time like in the pouring down rain we've done this. And a lot of times when the alarm goes off, if I don't have a bunch of shit with me, I'll just like if my kids are with me or something, I'll just grab their arm. I'll be like, run and like run out the door, run to the car. What are they going to do? Chase me? In fact, used to. I had an alarm tag that hadn't been deactivated. Someone forgot to deactivate it. I think it was on a bottle of Tylenol or something. So I peeled it off of the Tylenol very carefully and I stuck it on the back of my cell phone. This is like back in like 99 or 2000, 2001. I know I kept it on there for like a year. So every single time I went through any Walmart, it would set off the alarm and I would just like ignore the the people, the old people chasing me out the door saying, sir, sir, please stop, sir. And I remember a few times they, they actually, you know, I like I didn't even buy anything and, and I'm like, I don't have a receipt. And she's like, well, the alarm went off. I'm like, yeah, that's because I put an alarm sticker on my cell phone just so it'll go off every time I walk out. And they didn't know how to respond to that. But anyway, it's pouring down rain. Me and this old man are standing there. He wants to see my receipt. And I told him, I don't know where it is. It's in my pocket somewhere. He's like, well, we got to figure out what set that off. I'm like, oh, it's probably the light bulbs. And he can't get into the bag with the light bulbs. I like tied them shut, tied my bag shut so my shit doesn't go all over the place when I put it in the car. He's like, you bought light bulbs? I'm like, yep, I bought light bulbs, but you know what? I paid for them. I'm not being a dick. Oh, well, I'm totally being a dick. Yeah, but you know, I'm smiling. I'm being very polite, despite that we're standing there in the rain. It was great. I, I loved it. I'm a, I'm a huge asshole. This guy is like 80 years old or something, but whatever. I hate being stopped at Walmart. Okay, what the hell am I doing? I, I've got shit here on my hard drive. I've got a plan tonight. I've got three, oh wait, no, I have four files here of, uh, you remember Dino, Dino and his cordless phone. I've got these files labeled prank calls to Dino, but they're also labeled horrible quality. So I think these are almost pointless to play. And I may have played these on the phone show when I first started doing the phone show. And I don't even know what these prank calls are. I don't know what the premise is. I know I found these on an old cassette tape that was sitting around my parents' house for years. And they're like, hey, Brad, we found some cassette tapes here. They might be yours. Hopefully they didn't listen to them first. But all of them except for one is pretty short. Like, I'll play the short ones first. They're all like 30 seconds, but one of them's five minutes long. So that was me dialing star six seven. Oh shit, let me turn on my, my DTMF decoder and play that again. The quality is so bad on that that the decoder can't even pick that up. It doesn't know what it is. Pretty bad. 
So I can understand what I said. I said this is Big Jim from Alton Telegraph. Hey man, don't even go there. Where do I live? Dude? Don't even fuck. Where do I live? I bet you, man. I'm a fuck. You fucking nut. Where do I live? I know who you are. Who am I? Hey, don't worry about it. Hey, don't worry about it. I don't know if you guys could understand that. I could sort of understand it, but it was really bad. He's just—it's just Dino yelling, "Don't go there! I know who you are. I know where you live." That is just completely unsalvageable. Um, here's another one, 26 seconds long. It just says attempted prank call to Dino. Hello. Is Mr. Uh, Osmond there? No, he's not. Dino, help me in. He just left for work, so he won't be back tonight. Shit, um, what, will he be there in the morning? He should be. Okay, I'll try that. Okay, Wow, why did I even keep that? It's just me talking to Dino's wife, asking for Dino, and he's not home. Why Why is that there? Okay, Dino gets a call from the food stamp office, dot mp3. Hello? Dino? Hey, this is uh, Craig from the food stamp office here in Edwardsville. Uh-huh. And we were just, um, had some questions about your benefits here. Um. I can't even hear him. I can, like, barely hear him in the background saying, uh-huh. And I think probably the joke is just that we confirm that he's on food stamps, teehee. Hey, you say you have a job with Domino's Pizza? Oh, man. The audio just went out. What happened? What happened? Yeah, I can, I can hear my voice in the background, but it's just nothing. That was it. Glad I played that one. I'm sure these are all from the 90s. If I had to guess, I would say 1997, because I sort of remember making some calls to Dino in 1997. We were trying to revive the Dino thing. But here is the last one. It says, Dino, being pranked through OCI, horrible quality, .mp3. And OCI was a telephone company that we were just harassing constantly, mainly around 1997, but that went on for years. Oh, man. I can't. We can't do this. I'm not going to play this whole thing, I don't think. This is five minutes, and I can already tell this is going to be terrible. I'm glad I'm deleting these. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> I, I can barely... Okay, okay, here comes a phone call. I hear clicking. What was the clicking? I don't hear Sounds like me. Okay, there's star six seven. So I can hear myself. I'm talking to my friend Zach. He's the one that I originally pranked Dino with. I apologize. I, this is terrible. You, I, I don't know. This is, we're halfway through the file. Okay, it sounds like we got hung up on. I heard myself go, hello, could I talk to Dino, please? Can't hear anything. Can I have your supervisor? Oh, 
I don't know what's happening. What is this? Maybe one of you guys can clean the audio up on this. I doubt it, though. I think it's just drowned out by the crazy background noise. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to make a collect call. Uh, six one eight four. All right, there's me giving OCI Dino's phone number. Phone's ringing. Thank God the 90s are over. I'm going to like really edit that one down because I don't, I don't even know if you can hear anything on that one. But I played that one several times. I tried to clean up the audio, but I couldn't do it. I mean, it was just pointless. Maybe someone else out there has better skills than I do. But I could tell what we were doing. We were using OCI to make a collect call to Dino. But OCI, they sucked at collect calls because the way they did collect calls is they wouldn't take us off of the line. They would just kind of call up Dino while we were still on the line with them, and Dino would answer the phone, and they'd be like, Hey, Dino, you have a collect call from Roy. Will you accept the charges? And we could hear all of this happening, and we could join in on the conversation. So that's what we did. We were in there just, like, yelling at Dino over the operator while she was trying to get authorization for the charges. And the other cool thing about OCI is that we could tell OCI which number we were calling from. We would punch that in with touch tone. Or wait, no, I think we would just tell them what number we were calling from. And Dino asked where we were calling from, and I heard the operator say we were calling from Aurora, Colorado. So we used to have a lot of fun with OCI. And we could actually call up somebody, collect through OCI, and they would pick up the phone, you know, the the recipient that we were calling. And then we just imitate the recipient's voice and say, yes, we'll accept the charges. And the OCI operator can't tell who's who. They have us both on the line. What do they know? It was so stupid the way they did things. And I don't know why the quality was so bad. Maybe it was just a bad cassette tape or something. I think cassette tapes degrade over time. Maybe that happened. I don't know. But I heard Dino say, don't yank my chain on this or don't jerk my chain. But you could barely hear him. Like, I could just barely make it out. And I also heard him say the word dicklick at some point. He said dicklick to us. I can't remember in what context. I think he just called us a dicklick. And I think either me or Zach, we said yo mama to him. And he said, no, you're daddy. Is that what he said? I can't remember. It's so hard to hear it. 
but there were some amazing quotes in there and it sucks that you just can't hear them like they're just not there anymore it's lost forever thanks to stupid magnetic media i don't know what causes tape to degrade like that over the years i mean i guess that's the issue i don't think i would have kept the the recording back then originally if it sounded that horrible and recordings never sounded that great on landlines, but they didn't sound that bad. So it just must have been a degraded tape, I guess. Must have been the microwaves or something. You know, decades of microwaves being beamed at my house by the Chinese government. Probably ruined the tapes. Thank God I've converted most things over to the hard drives and stuff. I'm looking on my old OCI page, which is at phonelosers.org slash OCI. It's another one of those really old pages that it kind of meant something back in the 90s, but it's kind of pointless today, but it's still there. I just never bothered taking it down. It says, this page was last updated on November 2nd, 1997. And the number that we would call, I don't think it was supposed to be a public number. I think it was the number like when you picked up a payphone that used OCI as their long distance carrier, it was the toll free number that the payphone would secretly dial in the background. But of course, hackers figured out what that number was. And OCI, it wasn't just a PLA thing. This was like a, a big thing in the hacker community for some reason. And I have lists here of all the OCI operator names. There's a lady named Willie, a guy named Kevin. I remember Kevin because there's this one call I made. I didn't record it. But Kevin sounded very flamboyant. And I called, I think I said I was with the newspaper or something, or with the news. I said I was calling to do an interview with Kevin about something, and he just went off on me like, yeah, it's all about the Democrats and the trying to keep the gays out of, out of tele- telecommunications or something. I don't know. He just ranted at me about Democrats and gay people and stuff. It was amazing. And of course, I didn't record that. But I remember Kevin very well. Wonder whatever happened to that guy. Oh yeah, the page says that one of their their common comebacks to us, we would call them up and just bug the shit out of the operators and they would just say yo mama and hang up on us. All the time, they would always say yo mama to us. And wow, there's comments on this page from 2011, 2013. How are people even finding this page? Wow, here's a lady, like she made a comment in 2011. She says she used to work there, says it was a really stressful job. She tells us about the rates and stuff. And she ended up getting fired because she did not clo- I did not close my quota of contacts. Whatever that means. Her name was Makeup Diva. You know, there's this one thing I did to OCI. And I think I published this somewhere. But I never told how I got the info. But we were obsessed with OCI. Like, we, <laughs> we, we like knew where they were located. We had, um, you know, like, private numbers of theirs in their building in Dallas, Texas. So I called up the phone company, Southwestern Bell, and I called up the assignment department. Like, the, you know, they, they can look at an address and tell you every single phone number that's going into that address. And I must have said I was a technician or something. We were having some major problems with the phone lines, needed to get them all sorted out or whatever. And I convinced them to fax me, like, I think it was like 10 or 15 pages of every single phone number going into that building in Dallas. And they did it. I can't remember where it was faxed to. I remember I needed the help of a certain friend of mine who I probably shouldn't mention, but I had her pick up the fax for me and then she sent it to me. Man, I can't remember how that happened exactly. But they actually gave me a gigantic list of like hundreds of phone numbers that went into the OCI phone company building. And what we really wanted was the number to the elevator in the OCI building so we could fuck with the operators as they were going up to their floors. But I don't remember ever having that, because I'm sure we would have had a lot of fun with that. Man, good old OCI. 
Everyone should check out this page if you're interested in OCI, phonelosers.org slash OCI. Okay, a few last bits of audio for you guys before we get going today. Hopefully the show's not running too long, because according to my recordings, the show's over an hour long, but I'll be editing it down. I just went through these um, recordings. It came from one of my old voice recorders, my digital voice recorders. They were all Windows Media files. I hated that voice recorder because it didn't make MP3s. Not as bad as my old Sony voice recorder that does some format that nothing can read. It's some proprietary format where I have to download some Sony software to be able to read it. I have a bunch of files. I'm pretty sure it's from an old Sony digital recorder that I cannot read. And I don't know what they are. I've got to figure that out soon before the software is just not available anymore. But the ones I listened to tonight, it was me walking around Walmart answering uh, customer phone calls. And it was for the prank calls I did before those original Black Friday pranks that everyone seems to like. But these happened in August of that same year. And I spent an entire Saturday, I think it was, like hours and hours just going from Walmart to Walmart, walking around, answering phones, getting caught occasionally. And they're like, hey, you, get off that phone. I'm like, okay, sorry. But stupid, stupid me, I had the microphone plugged into the headphone jack. So everything I did that day was completely lost. And you can just kind of like barely make out me talking because the digital recorder is in my pocket. So you can sort of hear me. You can hear my side of the conversation, but I'm not even talking that loud because I don't want people around me to hear what I'm doing. But I remember one prank call in particular that was like a really incredibly hot day, like 100 degrees. And I hear them page someone from Sporting Goods to pick up line one or whatever. So I pick up line one and it's this guy that wants a 12 foot above ground pool that Walmart sells. And, and I'm just like, well, what, what do you need a pool for? What are you, a pussy? Come on, just deal with the heat like a real man. And holy shit, he just flipped out on me. It was just the most amazing call. I hate myself for fucking that one up. And there was some other pretty good stuff too. But that was one that I just really remember. This guy that just wanted a swimming pool and was screaming at me because I called him a pussy. Anyway, I deleted those files. They were pointless. You could just kind of hear the background noise of Walmart as I walked around and the clothing, you know, my pocket clothing ruffling around every step I took. I'll always hate myself for that one. Anyway, here's what I am going to play for you. I found these old voicemails from this lady I used to work for. Her name was Linda. And I think I've mentioned this lady on a previous show saying that I, I need to play these calls someday. And guess what? I'm going to play them right now. So I used to do private investigative work type stuff. And I worked for, I don't know, probably a hundred different people. I was like an independent contractor. And they would send me jobs. I would do the jobs. I would send them back. I would get paid. And I worked for this one lady named Linda for, I think, probably 10 years at least. It looks like this voicemail is from 2010. So yeah, that seems about right. I started working for her around 2000. And she was awesome to work for, like those first, you know, eight or nine years or something. But something happened around the end and she just started sending me a bunch of bullshit work. And she started being annoying and being demanding. But I started making her less of a priority because she was sending me bullshit work. It was like leftover work. It's like work that somebody else has already tried to do and they couldn't do it. So I'm just getting the leftovers. So I usually wasn't able to do it at all. So it was just a huge waste of time. I don't know if that makes any sense. But there was this one number uh, I did the job for, but she wasn't happy with the results and she didn't want to pay me for it. And I think it was just like a $25 job or something. And every couple of weeks I would send her an invoice with, uh, you know, how much she needed to pay me. And on one line of the invoice, I put that job on there. And then in parentheses, I wrote, won't pay. 
And I did that on purpose. I wanted to piss her off because I really just wanted to get rid of her. And it sure worked because listen to this voicemail. Yeah, Brad, this is Linda. I'm calling about your your uh, invoice, uh, particularly the number that you have, and then you say, won't pay? <laughs> what is that all about? You are the one that said, um, I'm not going to charge for this. I didn't react to that, but you know damn well that I'm very fair financially to you, and I always have been for yeah. 10 years. And I don't like that little comment in there, and I wanted to discuss it with you. What I'm going to do is pay for half of it, pay you for half of it. Aww. And uh, because I have to pay for someone else to put it all Linda. together. Plus, I spent a lot of time on it myself, and it did default to another address. So, um, you know... Don't do that again. You know, you got something to discuss, pick the phone up and call me. Don't just do this passive-aggressive thing and, uh, you know, put that on the invoice because I that really makes me mad. All right, that's voicemail number one. Voicemail number two, I don't know what this is, but it's three days later. That one was on July 9th, 2010. This next one is July 12th, 2010. It's 41 seconds long. I have not listened to this since I received it, so I have no idea what we're about to hear. Brad, what is this cheapskate stuff and blah, 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 ridiculous dog stories? You got something to say, boy, and you do act like a boy. Pick up the phone and call me. Don't be emailing me your bullshit. All right? I'm sorry that you're no longer good at what you do. Okay? I've got sources that blow you out the water. As far as ridiculous time frame, no, I get them done in five to ten minutes. I just give them to you because I knew you had kids and this and that and the other thing, but... You know what? You're way past I'm a charity your case. in this business. So uh, no more emails from you. I blocked your accounts. Don't even try to email me again. And yeah, she didn't block me. She sent me a bunch of crazy emails. I don't know. She she kept like she kept contacting me. So that was three days later. She must have. I don't know. Maybe I sent her an email in return. I wish I could go back and look, but I'm sure I've purged all my emails since then. See what I wrote. Something about her dog. She was always going on about her dogs. But I think I effectively got rid of her right around that point. I mean, I must have because I was blocked, so she wasn't going to send me any more work. But here's the thing. She wouldn't stop contacting me. She was like a crazy ex-girlfriend or something. She just kept emailing me, kept sending me voice messages, and I wasn't responding to most of them. I was just ignoring her. I didn't know what she wanted out of me. She tried to get me to start doing work for her again at one point. And I remember I was nice about that one. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm just not interested. Thanks anyway. Thanks for the offer. And actually, I think maybe that's what led to this next voicemail. Because I know this next one, she really screams at me. And let me prepare you for this one. So I knew some other people in this whole PI industry thing. They were sort of friends of mine or acquaintances anyway. And they fucked over this other PI person, like ordered a ton of work from him and then never paid him for it, I guess. I mean, it had nothing to do with me. You know, I, I just sort of know these people. They're just somebody that I happen to also work for. It's weird how much drama's in this industry, or at least around the people that I worked for. Actually, there wasn't. You know, I worked for a ton of people. It was just <laughs> the craziness with Linda. Anyway, here, I'm going to play this last voicemail that I have from her. Hey, yeah, Brad, this is Linda. Um... Apparently, I got an email from you yesterday. I don't want another email from you. I don't want you to try to contact me. I have done some research, and I have quite a bit of things that I don't think you would like for me to have on you and some of your associates. She sounds so nervous. If you email me again or try to contact me, uh, you are going to 
really regret it because it will be going to law enforcement. And um, I, I just absolutely do not, under any circumstances, want you to try to contact me again. Everything you do is illegal, and I've got it all. It's all been turned over to law enforcement, oh, as well as some of your associates and people that in this business. Oh, and uh, just it's in your best interest to never, ever try to contact me again. Wow, that, that hang-up actually hurt my ear. So I don't know what the email was that I sent her on that one either. I'm sure it was in response of something of hers because I never went off and emailed her on my own. I always just responded to whatever she sent to me. When I responded, usually I just ignored her stuff. But I probably said something smart-assy that really got under her skin, I would imagine. And that one was from October 6th, 2011. And as far as I know, I haven't heard from her since then. So let's give her a call right now. No, I'm just kidding. Man, I should have kept her emails. Maybe I did keep her emails. Maybe they're somewhere on my hard drive, too. Maybe I'll find those someday, and I can read those on this show. Oh, look at this. Gmail remembers what her email address is when I type in her name, but I don't see anything in here from her because I've deleted it all. Damn it. I want to know what I said. I remember shortly after those first two voicemails, though, and a couple of email exchanges, like a month or two later... She wrote me back and she apologized for stuff, for like things she'd said or whatever. And it was really nice. And, you know, I like wrote her back and I apologized for stuff that I said. And the whole exchange was really nice. I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. You know, we don't have to end on a bad note. But then months after that, she tried to get me to work for her again. I said, no, thanks. And I think she responded with something shitty in an email. And she probably stopped calling because I think my cell phone number changed eventually. But it was weird, like two years after I quit working for this lady. You know, I've quit working for lots of people in the past, and they don't just keep contacting me like that. Oh, and I'm looking for her websites right now. Her websites are gone. She had three different websites, and they're all gone. I wonder what happened to her. Maybe she's dead now. Maybe that's why she stopped contacting me. Anyway, you guys don't give a shit about any of this. So I'm going to shut up, and that's going to be the end of today's Brad's Cactus Shack. Well, another successful trip to Brad's Cactus Shack. That's right. It's always a successful trip. To Brad's Cactus Shack. See you all next time. Why do I try when everything is always fucking bullshit? I work through the night to try to make the things I do better. It doesn't matter because everything is a big old giant load of shit. Fuck my life. I'm just kidding. I'm feeling fine, and I'll try To keep on making stupid fucking bullshit Why? I don't know I guess maybe I never felt love